Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in league. Now, I don't want to boast here, but didn't we tell you all about the Ottoman and Rachow? Boom. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Just when you think Canterbury have stopped culling favourite sons, they give Andrew Ryan a lethal injection. Manly implement a strict no-helicopter policy after Michael Wangman Robertson's severe concussion. And we'll preview all of the action for round 22 of NRL season 2011. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 59 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Housekeeping. First up, the bet and the aftermath I've got here as a title. Um, we'll get into it later, obviously, with the with the uh, recap. But uh, as a result of uh, Cheating McPaid-Off Bastard accidentally forgetting his complimentary OPSM contact lenses last Friday night, I lost the bet made on the Manly versus Tigers game. As a result... Stop. ...have to do two things. Stop. What? We're not fucking running that. Of course we are. No. Of course we are. That's fucking bullshit. I've got a photo to prove it if You're you like. A disgraceful, disgraceful human being and a disgracious winner and a dis- even further <laughs> disgracious loser. Disgracious is not even a fucking word, you gronk. <laughs> there's a full English language of words you could have used. And I hear there's other languages in English as well. You could have busted one of those out if you like. <laughs> I like to make up my own words. <laughs> Ridiculous. As a result, I have to do two things. Number one, eat a burger called the OMG Double Double. That's what it's called, yeah? From an establishment called Chompers. And this burger consists of two meat patties, two Looks slices of delicious. cheese. Looks fucking oh, I can't fucking wait. Two meat patties, two slices of cheese, bacon and lettuce sandwiched between Oh, there's two, lettuce on it. Yeah, I, I can't believe there's actually... The nutritional um, value. There's empty nutrients in there. And uh, sandwiched between two Krispy Kreme donuts. Like the the uh, glazed type <laughs> from the look of the picture. Um, oh, fuck, I can't fucking wait to smash that. Um, and number two, grab whatever the distance supporter membership is for the West Tigers. What do they call it in your neck of the woods? I can't remember. Like in Manly, it used to be called Bird of Prey, and now it's called just something really bland like country membership. Yeah, or it's, I think it's called Out of Towners or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, rest assured there'll be video of both portions of the bet, and uh, fun shall be had. Um, on the first one with the burger, though, listeners who live in or get can get to Brisbane, the burger eating will be taking place on either, we haven't really spoken about this, but either Saturday the 13th of August or Sunday the 14th of August. So not this weekend, but the yeah. one after. Mm-hmm. At Chompers, and this is the part that I need to actually talk to you about. I should have done it before the show, whatever. Um, they've got two places. There's one at Oxley and there's one at Daisy Hill. 
So Daisy, Daisy Hill is, Hill's easier is far closer. Yeah, well, it's, it's probably far closer for both of us. Daisy, well, Daisy Oxley's, Oxley's closer for me, but is it? Yeah, to Algesta. Da- Daisy Hill's probably. Oh, okay, I would have thought I thought Daisy Hill was closer. Okay, well, in any case, um, they're both over your side of town. So if you can possibly do some recon as to which you know, if I mean, obviously don't go to you know the Daisy Hill one's probably the go. If you just see like you know if they're you know what sort of space they've got there, I've never I've never seen. Them. I don't know what they look like. Okay, um, might even ring up the, the the owner as well and see if we can talk. You know. Well, Try something in, like actually I, speak to him about the. As burger. you know, I'm geographically challenged. Like I get lost. They're both they're both south side, <laughs> south side. Yeah. So, but if you if I was to draw a map between my house and Daisy Hill, mm-hmm. it'd look like Bugs Bunny going to Albuquerque. Yeah, it it's not pretty. Oh, that's okay. We'll put it on. We'll, we'll put a drop a pin on a Google map or something for for other people. We don't have to draw a map for them. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that you should just just suss it out and see what the I place is like. I should probably go and check it out. Maybe have a word with them. Yeah. And say, look, this, this is what, what we're doing. We do. Yeah. Because uh, I want to have a chat to the owner. If we have a chat to the owner as well about it, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Maybe you can comp me my burger. Make a sweet thing even sweeter. <laughs> Maybe you can sponsor the episode. I'm happy to pony up the cash to pay for the burger, mate. It's all right. God forbid you reach into your wallet. I was going to say, last time a 20 came out of my wallet, Jesus died of shock. <laughs> now, um... Where are we? So yeah, Saturday thirteenth or Sunday the fourteenth at this stage. I mean, Saturday. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Saturday, but for no no great reason really. That, any time on that weekend's fine. We'll uh, we'll certainly lock it down well in advance. Um, and yeah, get on thisweekinleague.com and register your interest if you want to tackle the challenge with me. Provide me with some moral support. I know uh, Jill, uh, one of our long time listeners, Jill Jillian. She's uh she's put herself down to have one of the small ver- like the the mini version oh, of course like she has. the one that's got like the one meat, one cheese, you know, bacon, and then like a a, a donut slice in half. Probably and not going to be eating one of those burgers. And that's Erin. Maybe she might despite you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'll remind her of it, like <laughs> I reminded her of her smart ass comments about Lottie not scoring hat tricks when she was doing fifty push ups <laughs> <laughs> um, and couldn't walk the next day. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, do you have any house other housekeeping things? Because I've got I've got one that's a cracker, and you, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Um, it was sent to us by a listener. Uh, no, other than I'm looking forward to this little event, videotaping it. and You'll probably grab one of the small versions anyway just to fucking get in on the party. Oh, I'm yeah? sure I'll have a burger. I'm not sure it's going to be a Krispy Kreme burger. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And we might even set up an event uh, via our Tool Nation website, of course. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, we've got a couple of people that have indicated that they're going to come along and, and crack into one of these burgers as well. The more the merrier. The uh, foul mouth garbs, is, uh, <laughs> the, who's who's recently burst on the scene with his uh, with his audio rants. Um, I'm told he, uh, he he seems to be pretty keen. He was actually the one that brought the burger to my attention in the first place. Uh, so yeah, he's he's uh, pretty keen. But there'll be a couple other people I'm sure that'll jump in as well. Um, Should be good. Any opportunity yeah. we get to. Hook up with any member of Tool Nation is always a great time. I love it. We can just meet those guys. We don't have to hook up. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite say, what I meant. You say anyway, hello. You say hello. I mean, get you know. your mind out of the gutter, mate. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no need to exchange fluids. We can just, you know, we can be friends. Um, and the final housekeeping thing sent in by a listener, um, Justin Wonder. WNDA, who um, I forget is, is his name Justin Cunningham. He's been on Facebook since day one almost, but he's then migrated over to Twitter. Uh, sends us uh, Justin the Troll. I like to call him. Why do you call him Justin oh, the Troll? Because he's, he's shit stirrer. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does throw. He does throw some flashbangs in there now and then. Yeah. But he uh, came across a commercial on YouTube for like the Orange Growers Association. And did you see this? 
Yeah, yeah. You did, did. see it. You did, um, and it's basically he it was targeted. It was like slagging you, saying, you know, shut up about the origins. Oranges, it's a real thing, and uh, this is how the ad goes. Oranges aren't just for half time; they're for any time. Any time you need a kick start. Any time you need a boost. Any time you need refreshment. Aussie oranges squeeze more out of life. First story, as we said at the top of the show, Michael Robertson is still out with a mystery concussion. Manly winger Michael Robertson will miss another week of football after suffering a concussion more than two weeks ago. Seagulls coach Des Hasler revealed he's not been able to play because of an ongoing concussion issue. Manly medical staff are tr- still trying to assess how serious the problem is. He's still getting over a bout of concussion, so the doctors are a little bit concerned about it, so we'll see where it goes, Hasler said today. He had a knee problem, he got over that, and now this concussion thing's come up. He won't be playing this weekend. Robertson had played 139 straight NRL games before a knee injury stopped his incredible record. Now there are no guarantees the concussion problem will be a short-term one. He's going to have another series of scans to see how severe the problem is, but as it stands, he is not in the side for the weekend. Must have been a decent head knock. Yeah, I don't I don't recall anything happening Um. I mean, he missed the, he missed the week because of the knee, or missed two weeks because of the knee. Then came back and it was in for one, and then you know then he's been out for two now, and this will be three this weekend, I think. So strange, and uh, bad luck, especially because the guy. I mean, he, he clearly shows that he's you know not he's not a guy to actually phone and you know you know chuck a sickie. No way. I mean, <laughs> hundred and thirty nine straight. <laughs> exactly. So um yeah. A concussion and usually he hasn't I mean, even taken a game off to go and play golf. I mean, there's guys, I mean, there's guys like Luke Lewis who um, who's massively concussed last weekend and he's been named in the side. Yeah, and, and, and it's just an indication of how bad Wangman's must be. Yeah, yeah. You ever had any concussions? Uh, not diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few decent head knocks though, and uh, been a bit dazed and confused for a little while. But, <laughs> yeah. um, nothing, nothing has been diagnosed by a, a uh, medical practitioner. It does. I mean, for something to you know to keep you out for three weeks, it does sound like there's uh, there's something more to it, and hopefully it's not too bad, and hopefully it's not something that you know cuts him off, you know, cuts his career down before it's time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm I'm a bit amazed as to the severity of it, given yeah. that it wasn't a big deal made at the time. At like the he, time he wasn't the stretching off the field or anything. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he he pretty finished the game. I think. I mean, yeah, it's strange. Anyway, moving right along, next story, the Warriors have announced Ivan Cleary's replacement. The Warriors have signed former New Zealand coach Brian McLennan to replace Ivan Cleary at the end of the 2011 NRL season. McLennan has signed a two-year deal to lead the Warriors following Cleary's decision to sign with Penrith for the 2012 NRL season. I've been fortunate enough to coach the Kiwis, Leeds and Auckland club sides, but my ambition was always one day to coach in the NRL. To have that chance from next year is brilliant, and to be able to achieve it with the Vodafone Warriors in my hometown couldn't be better. Warriors chief executive confirmed the deal on Monday, saying McLennan's success with the Kiwi national team and Super League club Leeds Rhinos made him the leading candidate. It's fantastic for us as a club, for our members and for all our fans that we've been able to appoint Brian as our new coach, Skara said. There was some interest in the position from inside the club and from coaches overseas, including some in the United Kingdom. Brian came through as the most suitable candidate. He has outstanding results with every team he's been involved with, be it Kiwis, Leeds Rhinos, or club teams in Auckland, and we're delighted one of the best coaches in New Zealand rugby league history is to be the next coach of the Vodafone Warriors. Didn't exactly beat off a stiff field of opposition to be one of the best coaches in Kiwi league history. Yeah. Um, 
Well done, I mean, well done with the Kiwis when they won the, the Tri Nations yeah, uh, did, in two thousand and five. Lead them to the to the what was it then? It was, Four Nations still? It was Tri it was Tri Nations back then, back yeah. Then. And uh he didn't do anything really in the years after that. Uh he he had the consecutive uh Super League titles for Leeds. Um certainly made a made a name for himself on the back of that success with the Kiwi team and, and it's translated into the into English Super League and and Daily Telegraph saying that they had the world Leeds had the World Club Championship crown from two thousand eight to two thousand and ten is fucking <laughs> bullshit because Manly beat them and the Storm beat them although they got given it back I suppose they got given it back in two thousand and nine yeah because the Storm you know not particularly well researched and in two thousand and ten the Dragons beat them too didn't they did they beat Leeds yeah I'm pretty sure the Dragons were, I think well, I think we've pretty much done them the last couple of times we've gone over there so. Bullshit on the on the on the World Club Championships. However, you did win consecutive Super League titles with Leeds, so uh, which is what counts. So, what do you make of his? Um, I, I guess, wonder why everyone calls him Bluey, considering he's bald as a badger. Maybe he was a ranger. You think? I don't know. Maybe he had blue rinse in his hair before he <laughs> <laughs> before he uh, lost Maybe the ball. Maybe he's three percent Smurf. Who knows? So yeah. So do you think it's a good thing if he's the most suitable uh, candidate they could find? I, I guess. Mean, when there's wonder, some decent candidates looking for jobs at the moment. I wonder, is Rick Stone locked in to be Bennett's assistant, or is he still Apparently, looking yes. for a job? No, he's locked in to be uh, assistant. He would have been, I would have been going after him. Yeah, I agree. A guy with proven success with a bit of a ragtag bunch of heroes and a Uate <laughs> Pate in Newcastle. <laughs> but, you know, you've got to give the guy, you know, he's he's got... A pretty impressive resume. He's a Kiwi. It's his hometown, as he says, and um, you know they're fairly loyal to their own the Kiwis. So good luck to him, and it's it's a pretty pretty impressive appointment. And whether it translates to um, NRL success is another thing. But yep. they've given him an opportunity, and he's going to inherit a pretty decent side. Yeah, and it's season. unfortunate, but it's always with the Warriors that they sort of start looking good, and then there's a disruptive thing like a key player retiring or a coach yep. moving, and then it's boom, they you know sort of struggle a bit. That's going to be know. his biggest challenge: whether yep. he can take what Cleary's created there with that team and and put his own spin on things and and keep that success rolling and hopefully take it to another level, which is what they certainly what their fan base will be hoping for. And let's, see, and let's face it, he's got a shitload of juniors as well to yeah. work with coming up. I mean, so he's not going to, he certainly can't complain about the players that he has. No, there's, I mean, there's been plenty of coaches with um, less credentials inherit worse rabbles than what the Warriors are. So <laughs> Des Hasler for one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, good luck to him. I hope he does well. All right, next story. Bobcat Ryan calls it quits. Canterbury captain Andrew Ryan rejected lucrative offers from Super League clubs Hull FC and Harlequins before deciding to retire at the end of the season. Ryan, whose denial that he was forced out of the club is supported by the fact the Bulldogs would have no trouble fitting him under the salary cap for next season as he's entitled to a $200,000 salary cap exemption for long-serving players. He's instead taken up a job with the NRL. The 32-year-old former test back rower had been grappling with his decision for most of the season, but said it was his body that ultimately told him to retire. I guess at stages I was thinking about playing again next year, but if I did play on, my body may have shut down on me and I may have been a passenger, said Ryan, who's expected to hand the captaincy role to New South Wales hooker Michael Ennis next season. The club has been fantastic. They look after me and I don't run three days in a row, but it takes the body a lot longer to recover and my preparation process wears down the family a bit too. It takes me about four days to prepare for a game, so that'll be a good thing to move on from. 
Ryan also began his playing career at Parramatta in 2000 alongside Jim Dimmick, who's the Bulldogs' caretaker coach. While disappointed by the recent sacking of Kevin Moore, Ryan would like to help Dimmick push for the job in his last five premiership matches. If the Bulldogs make the finals as a result, that would be a bonus. What jobs are you going to take on at the NRL? Uh, after his final match, he will take on a full-time role with the NRL's education and welfare team and mentor country players in their transition to the Toyota Cup and NRL ranks. He's very, very proud of his country heritage. Yep. So I mean, that sounds like a good fit. Yeah. That and, position. And kudos to the Bulldogs that are... Um, and Todd Greenberg's come out and said that he wants uh, Ryan's farewell to, to be a bit of a celebration of, of Dubbo and he wants his family and friends and everyone to come from... Dubbo to watch him play his last game and, you know, they, they do bang on about being the family club. Yeah. Quite if they were serious about it, they'd move their game to Dubbo. Just to, <laughs> save, just to save all the travel costs. <laughs> I mean, a packed house at, what's what's the stadium at Dubbo called? Dubbo Arena? You think? <laughs> I don't know. They might play it at the zoo. They may, they may. I mean, I, I'm, I'm coming from a position where I've got no fucking idea. I've never Ever been, been to Dubbo? Never, never. Neither have I. <laughs> but I've heard that there's a zoo <laughs> in Dubbo. Fuck all else. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it is. Maybe, maybe they should play it at the zoo. Maybe they should. Maybe they should. Um, Probably get a, a bigger crowd the way they're playing at the moment. A big, bigger crowd at the zoo. <laughs> a couple of chimps and a giraffe and a hippo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good career though for Bobcat. Uh, yeah. One of the players has never been really tarnished by any, any uh, especially playing for the Bulldogs where, you know, in his he was time. Never a part of that. Yeah, never a part of it. And, I mean, he was at the Bulldogs through, you know, a lot of their, you know, scandalous things, you know, salary cap, blah, 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 um, over that period where he was there. And um, yeah, he was un- untarnished by all yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. He was never tarnished as a result of that. He's always been the consummate professional. Just all-round good bloke. Yep, I agree. It's really um, epitomised the Bulldogs' professional approach to things, I, I, I feel. Um, he's been a worthy captain. Mm-hmm. He's always put in 100% whenever he's played. He's played at all, all levels of the game, had success at all levels. So, you know, hopefully the Bulldogs can send him out, a, you know, on a good note to, to end the season and he enjoys his new role. And, um, you know, I think Ennis is a good selection as captain. I think he's a logical choice there. I agree. I mean, you know, there's an argument to be made for the Ottoman, but um, <laughs> I can understand, you know, if they want to pull the seniority card. Yeah, look... You've got to give some other players a chance to shine in that team. <laughs> you know, you can't give it all to I just, the Ottoman. I just think that Ennis might struggle to regain his spot in the first grade after the way the Ottoman's been going. Oh, well, There's he no... might captain from the bench. <laughs> well, that's true. He might. He might. I mean, that's worked a lot in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, good luck, Bobcat. As a non, as, as a, a player for a team uh, that I don't support and, quite frankly, don't like, um, I still think, you know, think very highly of you. You're one of those players that's um, never been a superstar of the game, but uh, always been a good bloke of the game. Definitely. And so best of luck from us. Finally, the saga of Cranky Mal is now over. Probably till May next year. <laughs> In Rugby League's version of marriage counselling, the Queensland coach turned up at NRL headquarters yesterday to smoke the peace pipe with panel members Greg McCallum, Bradley Clyde and Peter Louie, who in turn agreed to drop defamation action over his infamous Rats and Filth newspaper column. The result, a line can finally be drawn under the whole hysterical post-origin affair, although it would be stretching things to say cordial relations have been restored. Effectively, the two parties have merely agreed to disagree over decisions made through this year's origin period. I've probably still got conflicting views, said Meninga, after sitting in on the committee's weekly review of match footage, but that's part of the process of healthy communication. 
The Maroons coach was taken through video of Sunday's Warrior-Canberra match, as well as the controversial incidents for which Jonathan Thurston was cited and Dave Taylor banned for five weeks before Origin 3 last month. Meninga walked out 90 minutes later, acknowledging a greater appreciation of the inner workings of the committee, but doing little in the way of renouncing the contents of that shock and awe column of July 10th. He was never going to apologise, <sighs> ever. And it's a agree-to-disagree thing. I mean, he certainly won't apologise publicly, but with those guys, no doubt, you know, he's, you know... Yeah, who knows what went on behind closed he doors. He I mean, he, and... and the, said. Yeah, and the end result is, you know, the the game isn't dragged through, like, the, the whole court thing. Yeah, it's Meninga, not a, wouldn't be a good look. I mean, he doesn't have to look like he's, a, you know, like he's he's back down. He can sort of say, and, you know, they can hold their stance as well. And so everyone's just, you know, it's just a start. Everyone wins and it goes away, and that's probably the best result. Best result. It was a footy. crap column. It was done in, in poor taste and it was a bit of a blight on the game when we should be gearing up. You know, basically, people should look back at this year's Origin Series as, as Lockie's farewell and, you know, a hard-fought series, another win for Queensland, however you want to look at it. But a lot of people are going to remember this bullshit that went on afterwards. and Exactly. I think that's, I think that's disappointing. And it would have been less, it would have been far, far less surprising if it had been Ricky Stewart throwing the toys out of the pram. Mm. But yeah. I mean, for the actual the winning coach, after it was done and dusted, to come out, and like it was a good, I mean, it was a Sunday article, so it was after the Wednesday, so he's left it for like four days, and then throwing the of, toys out of the cotton. play you would, mate. <sighs> I'd never. Three or four days after, like, you know, after a win, you'd still, you just have to, you know, just have to have that last bit of nickel. That's, that's your but it's not play. Niggle. I mean, he's like he's he's blowing up as if they lost fifty nil, <laughs> and then blaming that on like you know because all our team got suspended by the rats in the filth. I mean, like it's just it, uh, you know we've I mean we've we've spoken about it a thousand times and um and it's a good to draw a line through it. But I thought um I was debating whether we even mentioned anything about it, but I think we, because we've covered it from start to finish, it's good. Might as well put an end to it. It's yeah. good to put a, a little full stop on it and say uh, that's the end of Cranky Mal's little spat and uh. Yeah, we won't hear about it until Origin. We didn't Origin name an entire it. episode after it. We may as well put some closure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, there's your closure. It's all done and dusted. No one's getting sued. No one's apologising. No one's friends. Status and, quo. And now, no one cares. <laughs> and now, no one cares. Exactly. Recaps, Friday Night Football, first game, game, I ask you your opinion, game of the year? Very close. I'll be very biased, I mean, but do you think it was oh, the best massively game? massively biased, and I can I understand did, I, think, I think it would have to come close to the game of the year, I mean, it certainly didn't approach, well, it certainly wasn't the, you know, the Roosters game from the semi-finals, which is, you know, one of the best games in recent history. That's probably game, however, best game ever. However, this year, I struggle to think of a game that was, you know... More dramatic and you know more evenly forward. Be top blah, three blah, blah. at the very worst. Yeah, I, can, I mean, can you, I can't even think of a game really that approached it. I mean, I'm not putting you on the spot because we didn't talk about it beforehand. But yeah, I'd need to. Um, well, certainly the Tigers haven't played in a better game. I can tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, West Tigers 14 defeated the mighty Manly Seagulls 12. Strong start from the Tigers. But Bo showed what Bo knows, and that sweet fuck all really is. He knocked on a solid chance to open the scoring in the eighth minute of play. Manly got on the board first. Dec- Wasn't a million miles away from uh, Jarrell Yaoi's effort, too, I might add. Well, Jarrell Inexplicably yeah. denied by the video ref. 
Well, no, no, no. It was more like a um, no, because yeah, you the ball was sitting on the ground and he placed his hand on it. I mean, it was not like a knock on or anything. I mean, I don't think that's the try you compare it to. There were other closer ones. What was the one the week last week with the guy in the corner and the, it was the Sharkies guy that for try they got disallowed. That was a closer call in the right hand corner and you got me uh, Sharkies versus Newcastle and the, and Sharkies guy's gone to put his put the ball down in the corner and he sort of had the ball on the side of his hand and oh yeah, yeah 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 that um, was a closer I think that was a closer thing and that was ultimately disallowed what was that guy's name I can't, I can't remember who it was who was okay. <laughs> Stapleton. Stapleton 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 I was going to say Gardner but it wasn't Gardner it wasn't, no Stapleton okay but that's that's kind of what I thought it was more because yeah. I mean there was you know like there was a separation thing I mean with the yeah you won the ball was on the ground yeah, yeah. there was a bit of a you know fuck around with it and then but he stuck his hand on it and it looked ugly but I think you know there was no knock on there certainly um, very uh Manly got on the board first. Daly Cherry Evans popping a brilliant offload when he should have been well and truly wrapped up rampaging Brett Stewart was the beneficiary Did you see as soon as Brett Stewart caught the ball no, what, every what, Tigers player around the ball threw their head back and was like, "Now it's catching." Oh, there was there was about there, was, there were two people that came in from the side, and then one then then the fullback came across to try and stop it. Well, I mean, they didn't. Benji, like... Benji gave up on the chase very early. He was like, <laughs> "I'm not fucking catching." He's got him. he's got it in his game though. I'm, sometimes I'm not catching him. Um, and there was a couple others. You could just see it was like, um, who was it? I can't it might have been it. Ellis or Galloway. And I find it ridiculous. I've got it mixed up, but it's one of them. Yeah, because they <laughs> probably Galloway. You could see Ellis had Ellis had Cherry Evans wrapped up. Front on shot, where, where as soon as Stewart caught the ball, yeah, he just literally saw him. Just he just threw his rolled his eyes and went, ah, oh, fuck. Like it's it's like we've done everything we can, and that guy, yeah, it's always him. Yeah, because because Ellis actually was one that he he was one wrapping up Cherry, I think. Uh, he was one of the guys that had it Cherry wrapped up. So, um, so yeah, Brett Stewart he ran through, steam through a gap, beat everyone to the line for a try. Uh, Jamie Lyon added the extras, and it was six nil after twelve minutes. Both sides bringing their A games, and after a solid twenty minutes of back and forth action, it was Manly in again through Matt Ballin scored from dummy half while Aaron Woods was crying to the referee. Lyon once again added the extras, and it was twelve points to nil, a score which carried through to half time. And with that Aaron Woods thing, I think it was was it Gus that said on the on the commentary where he picked him out as the as the I reason. I said it first, actually. I picked it out. Well, well, I you guess... said you said it to your TV, but I mean, I heard. No, I tweeted it on the. Anyway. I wasn't paying. Attention. I saw in the commentary like Gus was saying um, that. You know, pointed out, you going, look, Aaron Woods, and he's just... Rookie error. Rookie, I mean, rookie Ro- error. Rose niggled him. It happens every tackle, every game from every player. Rose niggled him. He took offense to it. Threw his he arms up for the He didn't miss him, though. Well, no, of course he didn't miss him, but he, I mean... Like, that was a full-on, like, slap, push, call it what you will, in But, face. I mean, seriously, every single tackle in rugby league now involves the guy plays the ball and pushes off with his hand, you know, to fuck with the guy who's at first marker. But I mean, really, really ordinary to see him... <laughs> he almost turned his back on the plate. He, see, he exactly it. turned his back, and he threw his arms up, appealing for like a penalty. And Balance just got all right. Then, <laughs> if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are we? Uh, and that was half time. Uh, second half, dramatic departure. Tigers maintained their solid play and possibly put in their best forty minutes of the season, while Manly undoubtedly served up their worst half of football by far in 2011. Now, do you agree it's Tigers' best forty minutes of the season? I can't. I can't think of anything that's best of this season. This season, yeah. I don't think it's the best they can play, but it's certainly the best for forty minutes. It's very. It's, I think it's very, very close. I mean, like that forty minutes was clo- was it was very close to the first forty minutes. I thought against East at the end of the year last year and some of those games. Um, 
The Tigers got their first try back in the 55th minute through Robert Louis scoring close to the post. Benji added the extras and it was 12-6. Manly continued to concede penalties and gift the Tigers valuable field position and they scored again, this time through Blake Ashford from a Robbie Farrer pass that was only thrown three metres forward. It was not fucking three metres. It was a forward pass. It wasn't three metres forward. Robbie threw it a metre to a metre and a half before the twenty meter line, it was not three meters forward. I'm sorry, I've got I've got photographic evidence of this. Oh, I'm sure you. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, I've seen it. Uh, someone put it up on Twitter, and I uh, actually put like a frame by frame thing together, and uh, I'll have to try and find it to show you. How surprising but, um, you've got that. Yeah, I just well, it's for the show, mate. It's all research for the show. Uh-huh. You've got to got to have you know you got to have all this shit ready to go. Here we go. This is it. So I'll fire it up, and now we look at the image when it loads up. Okay, doke. So, frame one. There's Robbie Farrow about a metre and a half before the line. Frame two. Ashford almost trips over, catching it over a metre. <laughs> it's a metre to two metres over the line there with Ashford at full extension to catch it. I think the important frame is frame three. Well, yeah, frame Blake's three. scoring the try. Yeah, I agree. And I think another thing I'd like to point out is important as well is that look at this fucking imbecile in the pink. He's matching it with Ashford every step of the way. Clearly seen where it was thrown. Absolutely, well, I mean, you know. Clearly floated forward, mate. Backwards out of the hands, floated forward. It was thrown like fucking Joe Montana style. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, it's in the books now, so who cares? Um, you do, but carry on. I, I, do, I do care. But, um, Benji totally Benjied the conversion attempt like Benji Marshalls do, and the score was 12 points to 10 after 58 minutes. You can't deny it. He shanked that Travis Burns style, that kick. I mean, it was atrocious. Fuck, we... Don't you ever say that Benji does any goal kicking like anyone else. If he fucks a goal kicker up, it's Benji Marshall style. Yeah, but I mean, that was one like Ashford, Ashford brought it around to like almost under the sticks. I you mean, could just say, Blake going, oh, an extra gold star from Sheensy for this. Oh, look at this. I brought it around. There's no way I can miss this goal. Oh, that's right. Benji's our kicker. <laughs> so we got we got to give the kicks to like to Peyton or someone. <laughs> someone who's probably going to do a better fist of it. Galloway, give the ranger a go. Uh, Tigers took the lead uh, with the final points of the match when Benji set up a try to Betty White, Chris Lawrence, who planted the ball down without breaking his hip. Both sides' defence held you're in the last cock. eighteen minutes. What? That that's it. that's the line you're going to run with Chris Lawrence, is it? What? Betty White. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because he's like an old lady and breaks his hip and shit. Oh, okay. You get it. Oh, I totally get okay, it. Okay, cool. It's not then, even remotely then, amusing. Then we're yeah. agreed. You've got that stupid grin on your face, but yeah. <laughs> Both sides' defence held in the last 18 minutes, mainly gifting the Tigers that went through two retarded kick options on early tackles, uh, leaving the through uh, Cherry on the third, I think, and it was Jamie Light on the first, I think. First uh, leave, scrum, yeah. yeah, leaving the final score at Tigers 14, Manly 12. Shoot. Pass was forward. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Don't know, and... As much as they bitched about it in the in the press conference, I didn't. See, I had actually seen the press conference. What did that? What was said in the press conference? Oh, they were very, very smug and and uh, just like you could see someone asked about it, and Hazel was like, "Oh, twenty thousand people saw it." Yeah. And then Jamie Lyons there, like his little evil henchman, just nodding his head with a stupid <laughs> grin on his face, <laughs> and then. Um, they asked Jamie Lyon, and it was like almost beneath him to have to speak. And he was like, "Oh, yeah, I, I saw it. Obviously, he didn't see it. I don't know what's wrong with his eyes." I mean, Jamie Lyon did. I mean, he he did. He, he I don't know why he was over. He was in the vicinity of the pass and blew up immediately. Yeah when, yeah, when it came out of the hands. Um. Oh, and again when the ref awarded it. Yeah, and again when the ref awarded it. But I mean, you know, 
I understand why captains approach the referees and ask them the question about these sorts of things, you know, to try and, you know, like intimidate them and you know, make sure they don't well, fuck it up next time. Well, that's but the thing. I don't think it's got anything to do with the current decision that they're, no, they're, they're it's making. No, it's to put the groundwork down for future decisions. Yeah. And, um, and like, I've never seen a referee revoke their decision in the history of the game. No, uh, never, will never, never will happen. Um, it's interesting that Bill Harrigan, though, on, on video, uh, said, yeah, the pass was definitely forward and the try shouldn't be awarded. And maybe, that's, that's what Hasler maybe, said. Oh, look, they'll look at it. They'll admit they made a mistake and say, oh, yeah, sorry. Maybe touching might, much different. touching might have a spell down in Toyota Cup or something. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't make any difference. Um, I don't think you can say that that's categorically the only thing that cost mainly the game. I no, think Tiger's no, performance needs to be given some credit. I think I give the Tigers a lot of credit, but I also give Manly defence a lot of credit as well because I think Tigers could have scored 30 points in that stretch. Yeah, These Tigers were there. Own worst enemy in some plays as well. They push the pass. Benji, Jamie Lyon had an unhappy night with his hands too. I mean, he yeah. dropped a bomb that he would normally catch yeah. 99 times out of 100. Yeah. I think the most the most unhappy nights <laughs> were... He dropped, um, the, dropped the intercept too, which was right on his chest. Yeah, the most the most unhappy night I think was Hopper. Um, and it just comes down to Des' positional assignments in the game. Why when Hopper is consistently played uh, when Matai was out through injury or suspension um, you know Hopper played on the on the left wing oh sorry the left centre when Robertson was out Hopper had come in and play on the left wing now when when Wolfman was out Oldfield would play on the right wing yeah so why when you're using Hopper and Wolfman Hopper and Oldie why would you not put them on the wings where they played every game this season especially Oldfield on the right where he seems to have a bit of a um, communication thing going with Jamie Lyon where they've had a lot of kicks, you know, successful yep. kicks and everything. They've won the game against the Sharks. Like, he made some fucking horrible reads in defence. That's the thing. He was like, he was just ball watching. Like when yep. they that when they passed the ball off to the when they passed it infield, they were on the on the left touch line. They passed it in ten meters from dummy half. He just sort of was just wandering, watching the ball, and then they quickly you know switched Come it back, to the left. Yeah. And he just like there was like ten meter you know saloon passage. I mean, this is just absolute. I mean, it's inexperienced, but fuck me, it was stupid. Yeah, inexperienced. Just play a little bit of first grade now. Yeah, I mean, just I just don't understand what he was fucking thinking. I mean, and and like you know, people can say what they like about Wolfman, but there's no fucking way he would have done that. No. I mean, if anything, I mean, he's he's guilty of staying out in his wing, and I mean that occasion would have shut yeah. it down in three three meters flat. You know, like I think it's if, unbelievable with Lyon where the Tigers made that break down the left their left hand side, Benji scooted away and had Farrow in support, mm-hmm. and Lyon was penalised. Yep. I think if that was later in the game. I think Lyon would have went to the bin. I think it was a bit early. Yeah, and I think I think foul. If the pass had a, if the pass had to look like it was anywhere near sticking to, I think he would have gone. If the pass was if the pass was on his chest, he probably would have gone. Would have gone. But the fact that it was nowhere near him and it wasn't going to get near him, that was the only thing that saved him, I think. And that's what the referee said. You know, he said as much when he was questioned about it afterwards. He said like, "There's nowhere the pass was nowhere near him. There's nowhere near getting to the pass." Okay. And that's the reason why he didn't go. The the thing with Rose pushing Woods, it was a bit of gamesmanship and and. They caught Woods out and they scored from it. It's in the books now, but it wasn't all that long before that where Matai in the ruck yeah. drove his shoulder into Galloway's guts. Yeah. Galloway didn't fucking push him with enough force to knock him to the ground. No. And Matai's dropped to the ground. But they know that Matai... They, they know that you can't try gamesmanship with Matai because he's like the John McEnroe it gamesmanship. Wasn't, it, Galloway wasn't trying gamesmanship. The gamesmanship was all on Matai and he got the penalty from it, which is fair yeah. enough. You take that one on the chin... Yeah. But if that's going to be a penalty, yeah. then lashing out in the ruck, regardless of whether you got the ball or not, is, is yeah, especially but, the way he did it. But in a Manly Tigers game, there would be 50 penalties blown in the game because every single tackle, bar none, that Bryce Gibbs takes 
he gets up pushing and throwing. Every single tackle, bar none, that Bryce Gibbs makes, he gets up pushing his knee at the guy as he brings the ball up to try and dislodge it. So, I mean, if you're going to do... The irony <laughs> that, that these two clubs now... Well, clearly, they listen to the show. They have to because, I mean, there was nothing before before you know, we started doing the show. Nothing really, at all. It's only the game... It must have been that won. game where we kind of like where we met. come back again. We're like we make it a bit of a habit. Oh, I don't think that one. I think it's no. I think it probably the genesis would have been that nineteen eighteen one where Orford did grubbers and you guys would pick up the grubber ten ten meters out and run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that's, I'm talking about. That nineteen eighteen game. That's and then we made and, the comeback and Watmo was just got running a mark that game. Yeah, yeah. and we still won. Well, yeah, yeah. you got it to a nineteen nil lead. What are you fucking going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and then Watmo came back and scored a hat trick. <laughs> As good Watmos do. <laughs> Look, I was proud of their performance certainly in the second half I thought they built pressure better than they have all season and they finally showed an extended patch of footy playing the type of footy that I know they can play still some room for improvement they did push a couple of passes but when it comes down to it Benji stood up and laid it on I think yeah, I think, uh, I think made the, first, the play that won in the game I think the first 40 minutes for the Tigers was one of their top 5 40 minutes of the season I think the second 40 was undoubtedly their best of the season. Manly, I think their first 40 minutes too was one of their better 40 minutes as well. I mean, that was like, it was, that was semi-finals from both teams yeah. really in the first half. Um, second half though, Manly could not have played worse. And I think overall, that's probably why Desi I was a bit disappointed with the Tigers' attack in the first half. I think you've got to give credit to Manly. Well, they'd have chances. Yeah, and, and there were chances. I mean, like that Bo Ryan thing, I mean, you know, three centimetres and he hasn't yeah. spilled it and there was no separation and it's a try, you know. Like, sure. so. And then the Farrah thing, you yeah. know, he was, you know, a step, yeah, he gets a step further in front of line or whatever. Yeah, or you and know the pass from ben, it was a Benji who threw the pass. I mean, yeah. Benji puts the Obviously pass in his chest. Didn't, yeah, he didn't feel that Robbie was going to get there if he threw the ball, regardless no. of where where line was. So, yeah, yeah. I think a couple of um, indicators for the Tigers. Manly forwards, I certainly expected them or, or thought that they might have been a chance of bullying the Tigers forwards, and I think that's the way a lot of teams think they're going to get over the Tigers, but. I don't think they did. I think the Tigers showed. They, I think they, they, they really did. I think they did in the first half, but second half. I don't think they not. bullied them. I think Manly had the better of it. Yeah, but they certainly didn't bash the Tigers out of the game. No, no, fuck no. And I think that's probably where Manly lost the game. I think they they probably based some of their game plan around the fact that they they thought they might have got the better of them, and then uh, I, I, them I, I put more the loss of losing of the game more towards a having two attacking opportunities in the entire second half and not and, and squandering both of them early in the set. And yeah. the other thing is um only having probably I haven't seen the actual second half. I know overall the possession was about forty three fifty seven, but um. So that would have mean the second well, half. I saw on NRL today it was fifty five forty five. But fifty five forty five. Yeah. So and um and I, I, the second half if that was the case then because the first half would have been fairly even I think maybe slightly in favour of Manly. Yeah. Um, that means the second half would have been twenty five seventy five or thirty seventy or something like that then to bring the percentage down. Uh, you know, to that at the end, and so to and a to, lot of that was the Tigers' control, but some of that was Manly's oh, discipline. They yeah. give away a lot of penalties, knock ons, penalties, penalties on a fifth tackle and shit too. Fucking. Yeah. There was I mean, a couple of those. Oh. And ridiculous, but DCE showed he's got still got some work to do to perform in the clutch. Like he's had some great performances and some great patches this season, but there was a couple of moments where he really needed to play yeah. with a cool head. I'm only going to really pin him for the one. I reckon. I mean that 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 kick on the third tackle was a fucking rush of blood. And I'm, if I'm going to you know give anyone a serve, is Jamie Lyon. He's the one that should fucking know fucking better. Like kick on the first tackle, motherfucker. What? I mean because. You're down by two. You only have to fucking plant the ball two centimetres in from the corner post. You don't have to kick the goal. You don't have to be a fucking hero. Yeah. All you have to do is just 
<laughs> run forward, run forwards, right, spin it left, do the whole Matai thing, you know, and draw the guys and, you know, give it to Oldie. I mean, it's a simple equation. Yeah. I think now that Ellis is back, I realise just how much I missed him. <laughs> <laughs> My God. There's no one that gives me, as a Tigers fan, you're not really accustomed to feeling really comfortable when, because no matter who who they are in our team, like they've got a serious lapse in them. Yeah. Every player. Yep. Except Gareth Ellis. Yep. <laughs> so when I see Gareth, a player run at Gareth Ellis, yeah, I'm looking for the next tackle. Yeah. I, it's, it's not happening. He's not missing the tackle. <laughs> and it's good to have him back. And he he was a worthy man of the match. I thought. Yeah. He was good. He made a lot of meters in attack. And it was fucking good to win this game. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I mean, and like as you said with Manly in the press conference, guys, they weren't, you know, they didn't really give a shit. They were kind of, you know, they weren't blowing up. They were just like a bit, you know, sort of... Oh, they were narky. They were narky about it, but they weren't like, but they were kind of like, you know, and like no one was really blowing up. And same thing, I mean, if this, if it hadn't been your team, I wouldn't have been blown up. I mean, to have no possession, lose by two, forward pass, and the first half play, you know, they did some dumb shit in the second half, but it's not the end of the world. You know, put it down to a loss you had to have. I mean, I wish it wasn't the fucking Tigers. I mean, but if it had been like St. George or something, I would, you know, I'd be pretty comfortable and say, okay, cool. You know, they're building. Desi will pull the switch in round 23 and I'll go six straight and win the title. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually good. I mean, and, and like a loss like this, I mean, like you guys can't obviously afford to have a loss nah. to kind of learn from it. But I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we've Desi had enough losses to learn yeah, from. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and it's kind of got to say, you didn't learn from it anyway. It's just like, you know, fuck it. We've got to dig in now. <laughs> But um. Anyway, that's enough about that game. Agreed. Over to Twitter, Tad Pike. This one came in before the game, which was pretty funny, so I just had to say it. Rock and roll, bitches. The womanly seabirds mincing about with the Balmain kitties tonight. Hope no one sprains a uterus. <laughs> From a South fan. <laughs> yeah, he did follow that up with saying, don't get me wrong, both teams have some quality players, but they come up short matching the unskilled level of the fuck-awful Souths. He's a South fan too, so... Uh, <laughs> he can say what he likes about his team. Exactly. I mean, God, I mean, they, they, they tend to... They do tend to um, turn on themselves quite a lot. Uh, who we got here? Jeremy Jack 01. Farris pass to Ashwood was forward. Why do we have video ref that rules on every stupid little thing except forward pass? Well, everyone knows, you know. Oh, okay. No, I was just going to... 